this is JR from Less Than Jake, and you're listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. Hey there, everybody out there. Welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio, your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. Yes, we are back, and as always, I'm your co-host, the million-dollar father, Mr. Thomas yeah. Lisi. Sitting in the same small studio, the most handsome dad of the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. Alex? Yeet. So, um, welcome back. We are back and better than ever. Um, delivering nothing but the greatest wrestling uh, knowledge and information and opinions for the 100th and 65th time, about. Um, <laughs> give, or take a, give or take a couple road episodes. We, we but haven't hit the 170 yet? Cause <laughs> no, 165, yeah, about. Right. I'm sick of it. Um, it was funny, I actually, what was it? The other day I was driving, and I was like, let me scroll back in some in our past catalog and uh, listen to I was listening to some some banger episodes I listened to the 100th episode that we did which was a live episode and you can listen to it too if you go back in our back catalog wherever you get your podcast but uh, this week we are bigger better and better than ever I feel like that was a tag phrase for Wrestlemania wasn't it yeah probably yeah we are coming at you bigger and blacker <laughs> for some people yes um, <laughs> Wait, where it counts yeah um, so it's funny because we were trying to, you know, sometimes the hardest part about doing this is figuring out what music to do. So, um, sometimes we repeat music, but I mean, you know, it's okay. Sometimes it's fitting. It is. And it is exactly fitting because as it was, um, you know, again, we don't have any scripts, but, you know, leading off, there's been so much traffic on not just the dirt sheets because I've been really filthy recently, but <laughs> it's, um, there's been so much traffic you, out you there. filthy. Yeet. Um, Yeet. <laughs> there's been so much traffic about AEW in such a negative way because there's been nothing but more pictures and pictures and pictures of uh, sections being covered and empty seats and arenas half empty for their shows, whether it's, um, you know, Collision or Dynamite or Rampage, even though Rampage is is uh recorded during uh, dynamite right. at the end but um you know and then i decided to actually watch dynamite the other night after getting smashed last week by nxt oh my god yeah there. yeah edge is there or i'm sorry adam copeland right but i mean obviously their answer to cm punk leaving is adam copeland i think that's what they think well, that's clear as day yeah but is it really safe to say that cm punk was the reason why these fans did what they did and you know no one's coming because i mean it's pretty obvious to tell that their attendance is not high i mean they do a great job masking it but like you got the he, smart mark he, fans that put the, the pictures out there the not to sound like i'm hedging my bets but yeah it's kind of like 50 50 the answer is yes and no for a brief moment, obviously, for the comeback, everybody wants to be a part of it. And then when he settled in, then it's like novelty's worn off, like all things do. Yeah. Um, and then as controversy came and went, people then thought it was cool. So you've seen an uptick in sales, of course. You know, just how media breaks. It's, it's like that with everything. And now he's gone. I mean, Adam Copeland. Possibly yeah. coming to WWE because they keep dropping little I don't things. Think it's happening. And, and like, whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't care if he's there. Okay, great, whatever. But as everybody knows, I'm not a fan. Uh-huh. So to me, it's a whatever thing. And 
I'll believe it when I see it, whatever. You know, even though, like, it's wrestling, right? So anything, there's nothing that's not on a table. Oh, anything can happen at any any given time. Yeah. That's kind of like everything, but in wrestling, that's more than ever because the shock and awe moments of The Rock coming back, the shock and awe moments of Jay Cargill coming out and getting signed, and And the shock and awe moments and all this happening. But, like, no offense to Edge, because I can't call him Adam. It's easier just to call him Edge. Yeah. I don't think he has the makeup for what AEW is kind of like right now. I don't think anybody. I really think does. I think he's so clean cut and he's so focused in the ways of the WWE because yeah, that's where he came from they're, most they're, recently. They're hoping to have that. It's hmm, a word I'm trying to look. So what they're trying to do is to cash in on what he knows and whatever. And does does I don't think he's the right guy to do it because I feel like CM Punk was more. I don't think he serves a. Let me, let me gather my thoughts. So I think Edge, because it'll always be that, is if he if this is what he's going to do, it's got to be short because his he's better suited for backstage stuff because that's where they need it. So whenever he does decide to hang it up again and get whatever he's got going out of and get it out of his system, um, he'll, I think, flourish in that backstage producer role and all the – the stuff that you really hire older people for to do. I mean, let's you face know, it. Older veterans, rather. Let's let's face it. He wanted to keep going and wrestling, but the WWE didn't want that. Yeah, and they mutually so, just didn't yeah. have anything for and, each other. You know, Triple H said it best. You know, he, Edge was a great person for the company and did everything. It was just, you know, time for, you know, pads not to cross anymore. That's fine. fine. And you know what? Edge, I read interviews that he's talked about. He didn't say anything bad about WWE. It wasn't like he left or got released. You know what I mean? He left on good terms. Because he knew better. Yeah, because he knew better. Um, I mean, he could turn around and totally pull a... um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Regal. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, all right. We'll just do this for now. I I I don't think he's ever going to come back. I mean, think about it. Why would he? He's already in the Hall of Fame. He already got his, he already got his roses, right? Mm-hmm. So now maybe the one thing that he wanted to do was was to work with Christian again before he officially retired. Yeah, that's a, that's a no brainer. You know, thing. but I mean, it's like, on record is saying. Yeah, but it's, it's just so, like to me, it just seems awkward to watch him there. It really does. Like it's different. Yeah, it's like when you're think team, about think about how he debuted. Your homegrown player. Yeah. has been 15 years at just playing mm-hmm. for you. From AAA ball all yeah. the way, you know. He looks awkward. It's like if Derek Jeter left and went to the Red Sox. Just yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. Right. And like he debuted at a pay per view that was dedicated to an NJPW wrestler at Wrestle Dream. If I'm AEW, I'm no, de- I'm debuting no. him at one of my own pay per views, or on a Dynamite. You know what I mean? But like I'm watching Dynamite, and just some of the matches and just some like the way that it was going off and the way that it was layered and structured and like the crowds were so the crowds have been so dead for AEW shows in the past couple weeks maybe because the attendance has been down so low but you know like I follow a couple people on social media where like you know they actually filmed what the arena looked like while matches were going on Dynamite like when Kenny Omega was wrestling he wrestled he started wrestling at like 8.45 at night is this something to is this one of the ebbs and flows they're going through? I think is this, this is. I, I think this is a wake up call to them saying that we can't sell out these arenas. 
Like they weren't. They, they were, should have never left Jacksonville. They first of all, they got to scale back. Place. First of all, in my opinion, they should have never even had collision, because collision is just okay. You were we're trying. Okay, so what's collision really doing? What you do is you load up dynamite and whatever else yeah. until it has to burst and then spill out into something else because it's such a packed show and we honestly need more time to it's tell stories. It's not just that. It's such a packed company. Well, yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you're not giving the you're not giving the people the right time. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, I mean, not just wrestling fans. Or, I'm sorry, not just people, but I feel like wrestling fans have shorter attention spans because, you know, if you have a pay-per-view that's three weeks away. It's and like you, I'm talking to you now. Ooh, shiny red ball. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know. The the days of having that three week feud for one match at a like a B level pay per view are long and gone in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Now it's telling stories. Now it's you know look at the Bloodline story. Look at the Judgment Day story with everybody. Look how they've been building up the the team of you know whether it be Owen Zane Uso and Rhodes at Survivor Series or for getting a War Games that's been going on for like weeks now and almost months now. And, you know, the problem with AEW is, again, you have so many people in the pot, right? So it's like, it's like when you're overstaffed at work, you have so many people that like, that work for you. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a lot of bodies or something happens. You have a but, lot of bodies. However, but financially, <laughs> financially, you really can't support and there's not enough work for and everybody. And then you got to start cutting hours and then mm-hmm. people are getting really pissed. You got to watch yeah. the OT. You know what I mean? But like. I'm just saying, like, when was the last time you saw Keith Lee on Dynamite? When was the last time you saw, um, you know, I mean, last time I saw Moxley. Last time you saw Claudio. Last time you saw a couple of these guys on Dynamite. Mox was supposed to win. Well, he got hurt. So he, he got didn't hurt. Get cleared concussion, from yeah. That concussion, so. Yeah, and then, like, I, I don't know. It's just since CM Punk left. I think since you left the first time, it's been kind of a downward spiral. But, like, is it bad luck? Yeah, you have Cole out. And the whole thing with Cole and MGF was to tell that story. And you're yeah. putting a stopgap. You're putting a stopgap in with God Jay knows White. How, how many months. For right now. And, you know. And then you have to rev that angle up again yeah. and, and figure out what you were going to do. Me- it meanwhile, doesn't even work anymore. Yeah, so maybe you have to tweak it completely. Yeah, meanwhile, you have Jay White going against MJF as a stopgap. Well, then, then you also have Wardlow now with MJF on his wrist. Yeah. So we don't know where that's going to go. He He's looks, got on the yeah. business. He just wins and leaves through the crowd now. <laughs> it's great. He looks like the genetic makeup of. Actually, I'm not even going to say WWE, but. I don't know. Here's a little thing that happened today. Ricky Starks trademarked his own name today. He trademarked Ricky Starks, and a lot of people are saying he's WWE bound. He he looks like a WWE guy. As a wrestler, if you're able to get to that point, I would. I mean, for a bit, because you're mm-hmm. your own business, yeah. literally, I would do that. So whether I was going somewhere else or not, I would do that for my. I mean, like he, he he's got a good look to him. My IP, mm-hmm. intellectual property. Yeah, I can see him. You know coming to like NXT or to um, one of the shows Ricky Starks um, again remember there's only a few there's only a few superstars that are in AEW that haven't been there yet that mm-hmm. you kind of look at the genetic makeup you're like alright Jay Cargill she has the look Ricky Starks has the look Wardlow has the look you know and can MJF be in WWE yes but I don't think that he would like it because I, obviously I think he his ego is so big that you know he would just kind of 
get brought down to ground zero real quick. You yeah, because I mean? they have a lot of players at WWE who, yeah. who don't play that. But then, like, at the same time, this is the thing that's kind of... It's structure versus non-structure. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. The structure of WWE. Okay, we released, what, 10, su- 10 superstars last month? Yeah. And then we resigned. And since those wrestlers got released, I'm not even going to include Brian Pillman Jr. because he was signed before they got released. But you signed Jade Cargill... And, like, that's it, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe you extended some of the people behind closed doors, but you release 10 wrestlers and you bring in one. When, was la- when have you ever read that AEW released a wrestler? Only people who just contracts were yeah. just not renewed and yeah. just went on their own. You know what I mean? So but, like... Jade Cargill being one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, I think... I mean, I like what they're doing with her. They're showcasing her on every little brand just mm-hmm. to kind of... Keep your interest in every little spot. You never know where she's going to show she's up. She's going to land on Raw, I think. That's that's where they want her to land. Raw, Raw, depending on when the new rights deal goes, that might have, you know, like business-wise, it might have everything to do with that. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think right now with WWE doing, that's what they're smart doing is the fact that they're um, kind of showcasing their talent everywhere. Becky Lynch yeah. is on Raw. Obviously, she's on NXT as the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you have Asuka on NXT. You have uh, the tag champions, you know. Well, they're not Uso and Rhodes anymore. But, um, you know, they were on Sma- on SmackDown. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. You know what I mean? Like, they're going everywhere back and forth, which is keeping people's interest in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what you don't... You can't do that in AEW because there's too many fucking people. Okay? It's, you know, I was pretty pro AEW, but, like, now... Like, do I get bored watching wrestling? No, because I'm I, I love it. You know what I mean? Thirty one years of watching wrestling, but like, I don't get bored watching AEW. It's just that it's not piquing my interest of wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's really not. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the other night, for example, you had a really good match with Jay White and Penta in the beginning, and then it was like a it, it kept going like match in ring interview, backstage match. You know, it was like a pat, it was like that, 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 and like the the people that they're showcasing. Yeah, you had MJF doing a backstage segment. He didn't have a he didn't wrestle in a match. He doesn't wrestle a lot. He, he's wrestling next week. He's wrestling Juice Robinson, and everybody knew that Juice Robinson was going to win the Dynamite Battle Royal because he's a part of Bullet Club Gold. Who's MJF going against Jay White? Who's a leader of Bullet Club Gold? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, you didn't surprise anyone there, Tony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, apparently he was really upset about the fact that, you know, he lost last Tuesday. No shit, Sherlock. You have the undertaker, you have, uh, John Cena, you have Cody Rhodes, you have Paul Heyman, you have Shawn Michaels all in the same show. No shit. You're going to lose. Right. And like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, we lost by like a thousand. You got smoked by like 250,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot of people not to watch your product. Yeah. A lot of people who, one, not watching the product or chose to not watch it in general mm-hmm. or, you know, like whatever, and maybe just the day. A couple of people who, because it's on a Tuesday and they might be busy on Tuesday, they just didn't watch it because it's normally yeah. Wednesday because the show got now, like, preempted by sports. But as an AEW fan, if you're listening to this, should you automatically 
you know, break glass in case of emergency? Like, are there thoughts in your head saying, oh, man, we're going to get shut down tomorrow? You don't, you don't have that person to do that. You, you know don't, what I mean? No, but I'm saying, like... Obviously, because sh- you're too new, but... Sh- yeah, should you be worried? I mean, five, four years in, should you be worried about what the future of this company looks like? I think... Well, maybe this be. is what Cody was talking about. What He left because for personal reasons, which he... You know, I, I was on the podcast saying that I think it's because of punk. Yeah, you mentioned Because just kind of, if you line stuff up, that's kind of what it looks like. But maybe it was because of the direction that he wanted to go and the reason why he brought the company into existence along with everybody else and, and uh, the elite. The Jackson uh, right. the Jackson brothers and, yeah. uh, and Omega. Can, yeah. Maybe those guys had their own vision and they just, it was a parting of ways sort of thing where I know, you know, that he's still tight with them, but yeah. business-wise, it just wasn't it just where. wasn't there. Yeah. yeah I mean... I'm because not, you can definitely tell, like, you can tell early AEW right. was totally different. Oh, obviously yes, because they had that juice behind them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, like oh, not wow. even that. Like the storytelling was a little bit better. The matches were better. Even like the but same talent. Here's my better. thing: you have so many other people who, ex WWE employees and other indie wrestlers or past, present, future. You know, working there. None of those people collectively can come together to put together a. WWE like keyword show from start to bottom. You know what I mean? Like you I know, mean, you, have, you have so much experience there. You have so much experience that know the genetic makeup of what right. an episode of television. How can be we like. bring our genetic makeup and what we're trying to get across and mold it with somebody who's been doing it for fifty plus years, and and what you learned while there, and go forward and upward. And, and change the game even more. Well, I'll tell you but right you're now, not. That guy your something. production of, of your your people who work behind the scenes are doing C level stuff and making mistakes where yeah, audio is not on really video not and whatever. Like it, it's not good. Now, like, and you poached a lot of people away. See, like this is the thing that not many people would pick up on, but we would. Even when WCW was coming on the downhill from the Monday Night Wars and all the stuff. They still had people in the stands. Like, people still watched them. Yeah. You know, like, they really didn't draw an empty arena I mean, because they... big-ass signs help, too, because you can't see behind it. So well, there might plus, be empty seats behind <laughs> it, but still... <laughs> well, that, and plus, they definitely scale down on the venues a little yes. bit. Like, you really think that AEW needs to be at the Prudential Center in Newark, or we were at Boardwalk Hall. Boardwalk Hall is a big place. Like when that, you're in it, that's where you need to be. Places like that. Oh no, I'm saying like even smaller. Like oh, smaller than if you go to like hole. like the Cure Insurance Arena in Trenton. You go to Asbury. Serious? NXT was there. Yeah, I'm like I was there. You need small places like that to be honest. Yeah, like smaller type arenas. I think scaling back, not to have this negative energy coming on social media about how you can't sell out crowds yeah because even work the, yourself into that yeah and there's nothing wrong there's with nothing that. wrong with that you benefit from looking yeah. full i mean the wwe yeah it's a key concept yeah the, the wwe can go i know to that every, fill the container yeah. right tom fill the container, fill the container. pile it high watch it fly. yeah like they can go to any nba stadium or any hockey arena or any arena you know that holds Shit. fifteen thousand because they sell it out because yeah. they're been around for so mu- for so long. You know what they're doing? There's people who are mad because they just can't get in. They didn't you buy know a what, ticket in. You time. know what they're doing for Survivor Series? They just move stuff. They just re. They, they open up seats. Twenty five hundred seats. You want to know how they're doing that? They're not having the the Titantron. 
they're making this they're making the walkout ramp like what it was at backlash and at money in the bank like that small little the lead out yeah yeah that's it and that, well it's old school yeah and and they said that they may even do like an old school msg small walkway for a, a, an entrance wow because those 25 extra it seats in that section and they can't change a venue that like they can't go to somewhere else yeah. so they have to that's twenty five thousand right. dollars probably there right and there. wwe i think is in a smaller stadium because aew likes to go to the like united center or whatever the hell it's called well, now. that's for once a year yeah right yeah they're at the all-state arena right and i think it's i don't know if it's the same thing it might be there's there's two there's two two places two places places in Chicago that get worked yeah. all the time. The all state of is uh, Yeah. One of them yeah. is slightly bigger than the other and I yeah. think WWE's in the smaller one. It's gonna be like sixteen thousand people. I could be wrong. Yeah. It doesn't matter but though. Still. I mean the fact that the people are banging or knocking on the doors when you're at fourteen five and you wanna make it to sixteen or seventeen hundred seventeen thousand, people are knocking on the door to sell more tickets, mm-hmm. they'll pay whatever they want. So what they're doing is they're they're going an old school approach, and you know what? I think that I think that's coming from from the people that own the WWE now. Because I mean, spoiler alert: Vince isn't running shit. Yeah, Triple H. So we don't of, have to worry about that coming through the and like anymore. the way that it happened was so good because it was quietly kept a secret. It was like this guy said this and then confirmed this and that's that. There, yeah. there wasn't like a press release saying, all right, Vince yep. McMahon, you suck ass and <laughs> you need to get out of here. Sure. Right? So, okay, yeah, so you can tell Triple H is back. You know how I can tell he's back? Bronson Reed is getting a title shot. Tegan Knox is getting a title shot. Uh, Johnny Gargano came back. Yeah, you're going to see him. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to see those homegrown talents of the, the, the Triple H's kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see them get that opportunity because he sees something in them, you know, because that's who he kind of got into where he is with, you know, in NXT. Like those names like that. You put them in a bigger scale. Yeah, will they win every time? Are they going to get over? Maybe not, but it's a little bit different. You know, it's, you're changing the sa- your, the scenery a little bit. Yeah. You're still going to have Cody and you're still going to have Seth. You're still going to have all these top names. You know what I mean? But like, now if you notice, the Bloodline story is back. Kind of. It's going to be back. Ironically, the same week that Triple H has been officially, not officially officially, but pretty much officially lead of creative now. Yeah. So he's well, not, I mean, so he's not done telling the story. No. I mean, the obviously. The, done anyway. So. Obviously, the story is that, that Jimmy the Gimp cost <laughs> Jay the titles, and then that's just going to be their platform for WrestleMania. Yeah. And we're going to be there to see it. Don't forget, we're going to WrestleMania. Ooh, you guys are lucky. Um, But yeah, you know, the like. Content. Yeah. But it's it's. I wanted to lead off with the whole AEW thing because, you know, uh, it it's getting a little annoying to hear the smart Mark fans say, oh, you know, we're different. We're this, this, and this. Listen, next year, you're going to be totally different when you may not even exist anymore. Mm. Okay, yeah, Tony Khan has $8 billion. Your pissant t-shirt company has... That's what I'm saying. Considered. Yeah. You can't keep your head above water if you're doing practices and you're doing... Like, I understand, like, you know, and like Tony Khan, if you notice, like, he goes for the cheap pops, like, with older wrestlers. Like, I'm not even going to use Owen Hart because that's something different. But, like, you know, NJPW, he 
brings those people in. Like, he'll bring somebody in to do one or two matches, and that's it. You know the original Sin Cara wrestled, or he's wrestling this Rampage? And, and they said that, like, you know, they had a big uptick in sales or something? Like, No, they didn't. Spoiler alert, he wrestled in the same arena as Dynamite was, and no one, there was literally no one sitting on the uh, opposite of the hard camera. It was really bad. And then what's really sad to see is you see someone like Edge who sold out WrestleManias and all this stuff, and he's mm-hmm. talking to four rows of people, and everything is blacked out behind him. Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looked good. Um, I don't know, AEW. What you need to do is you need to go back to your roots. You need to bring the guys like Malachi Black on TV. You need to bring back Andrade back on TV. You need to, you need to bring back the people on TV that people want to see. You know what I mean? I, I really don't think that people really want to watch fucking uh, Warlow squash a guy in eight seconds. I don't think anybody really wants to watch Lance Archer squash a guy in two minutes. Um, you know, obviously you got to tell stories, and, you know, that's why you had the Bullet Club kind of take over Dynamite yesterday. But, you know, you really got to think about your programming and how you do it and what superstars are established to which brands and you got to create feuds the right way to lead people's interest in yeah because like we said before wrestling fans are they have short attention spans you know what i mean you can be staring at the tv and be like oh look oh look at this look at you know what i mean like yeah it's it's just getting to the point when and i'm just so fucking sick and tired of 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 you know the fact that the fans are saying oh you know AEW got this guy they're gonna be fine no they're not gonna be fine it doesn't matter you can bring the story remains the, the same. story remains the same you brought CM Punk in right yeah you sold the shirts yeah you sold the tickets you got rid of him twice okay and you're gonna replace him with Edge Edge is not on that level with the fans in my opinion. I feel like CM Punk related more to the fans of the voice of the voiceless and all this shit that he that he kind of got over with. Yeah. Edge honestly is so WWE groomed that he just looks awkward. He really does. Yeah, I mean Christian's doing great work. Actually. Oh yeah, Christian's doing it. great. But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he, this thing he's got going on is like yeah, he's probably he's probably like the great. he's probably like the top heel right yeah. now. But I mean, like just watching Edge. And yeah, yeah, you know, people are going to say, well, you know, Tom, you got to give him a shot. He's been there for two weeks. It doesn't matter. It's just that growing up with him, watching him being developed by WWE, the WWE DNA, it, in my opinion, it's just not going to be a good match at the end mm. where we all know what's going to happen. You're leading up to him and Christian. Is it going to be at full gear or is it going to be at revolution it's probably going to be at full gear because that's coming up first and um yeah so it's not the same as it was in aew it's really not and you know now you know if you're if you're talking about that 12 round fight aew's been knocked down twice already in my opinion Mm. um when when cody rhodes debuted at wrestlemania that was the first knockout okay and the second knockout is the fact that all this information is being leaked out. The wrestlers being upset in AEW, and all these pictures are coming up of the crowds right there. So, like, you know, that's that's the second. And knockout. The wrestlers are upset about. And the wrestlers what? are upset about about what it's time they're getting. Got it. You know, when you well, ha- that, that that's a tough one because everybody and all promotions are always yeah. You but, always want more time. There's not yeah, enough time course. to get. But if you look at what WWE did, the people that the people that you thought. 
you know, would say something, whatever, the Dolph Ziggers of the world and these people, you know. I mean, I still don't agree with the Dolph Ziggler or Mustafa Ali release. But, I mean, like, everybody else that they released didn't get the screen time. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about if you think about if AEW released wrestlers that didn't get on TV. How yeah, many people would be on really the list? Slim roster. Yeah, a, Ring of Honor would be really full. Yeah, <laughs> right. honestly. And, like, Ring of and Honor, They have another too. promotion, so they have an NXT. Yeah. And I can't even say that. And that's it's a disrespect to those people at ROH. I mean, uh, yeah, ROH, because mm-hmm. they've been around for a long time, and that promotion is maybe 20 years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not maybe. Definitely is 20 years old. You have guys like Samoa Joe as a te- television champion. Mm-hmm. You have uh, this Claudio, a.k.a. Okay, Cesaro, as your world heavyweight champion. Where are they on television? I thought it was uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Is he the champion? He is a champion. I'm yeah, sorry. You're right. Eddie Kingston is the champion. And he's like NJPW. Open, strong. strong yeah, open yeah. champion. I'm yeah. sorry. See, I forgot that Eddie Kingston was champion. And I knew You that. don't see him. And I you knew don't it. fucking see him, man. He he beat Claudio in August at, uh, was it at Arthur Ashe or like early September? He hasn't yeah, yeah. been in. He, he, had, he had one match in television since, I think. I mean, maybe he's on the Ring of Honor television shows that... I don't go online and watch. Okay, fine. That's short. That's perfectly fine. But right. um, I also hate having to put things behind paywalls. I mean, I guess that's when we're in the world and era we live in now. Where in order to get other content that's out there, you have to pay for it. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I love watching wrestling for free, which is, which is great. And all right, people got to make money. But I mean, I understand where you're coming from. And you know, and you know what they're doing now is. Um, what was I going to say? Um, the CW just signed NWA. They did. Okay, so that is a legit mm-hmm. story. All right. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. So you're going to see um, the NWA wrestling on the CW show, which is the... N- well, that's cool. Yeah. That That's actually really cool because that, that's a, a different uh, avenue for CW. Mm-hmm. They haven't tried that before, and I think that'll be actually really good exposure. And it's funny because everyone's talking crap about that, and then people don't realize that. I read this statistic today that the CW is the 19th most viewed network, right? Mm. And TBS is 17. TBS is the home of AEW. Hmm. So those numbers really don't matter. Yeah. I mean, will I watch NWA? I'll give I'll give them the opportunity. And they're doing two shows. They're doing like a wrestling, like a show, and then they're doing like a reality thing too. You oh. know, so they're gonna have some content. I mean, I'll give it a try. Why not? You know what I mean? It's wrestling. I watch any wrestling. Um, will I be into it? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Like I can't watch Ring of Honor. It's just too much for me. I don't watch NJPW. It's a little bit too much for me. I still stick to ninety-five percent WWE, five percent AEW. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So um, that's what. That's everything that AEW is doing is doing wrong, okay? And you know we're not going to waste your time. But what's what's AEW doing right? But what's what is the competition doing right? The competition, what they're doing, which is WWE, is that they're getting the people, the right people in the right spot. So like we said before, Triple H is kind of back involved as the head of creative, taking that away from his father-in-law. But they did in such a way that no one really. You really didn't know, like like I like we said, they really didn't make an announcement about it. But you know, it always been rumors, the hearsay, rumors, and right? 
And, you know, before you know it, we're, we're into, we're getting into Survivor Series season. You know, I'm really intrigued about Jay Cargill, right? Like we said, NXT, let me tell you something about NXT. NXT has been really good. Oh, yeah. It's must Hall- watch Halloween Havoc is next week. Yeah, it's a two-parter. Two-parter, yeah. yeah. That that whole thing with Trick and Mellow, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to lead to a blow. Like, who do you think attacked Trick? You think it was Mellow? I mean, it that, would be too obvious. Not yeah, to say that it. was like when Enzo and Cass broke up. Yeah, but that was different. I mean, they were like a legitimate tag team. Like these guys were like best friends, and then they went their separate ways, and you know, but right, and um, it was mutual until earlier that night, and then God only knows. I mean, you never know. Maybe Trick Williams played decoy, and he's gonna cost Mellow the match against Dragonoff. That could be it. I, I guess. I'm know, just saying. I, like, I, w- I wouldn't be. I wouldn't wanna. That's just a, that's that, really that's a really far way to go to put yourself in, and send yourself to the local medical facility. No, and, but and I'm just saying no, like know, it could be anything, you yeah, know, anything like right. that. Especially about how you want to how you want to yeah. build mellow. Like I guess that is he going to go heal again? Well, I'm saying is he going to go up? Oh, that's you true. know what I mean. Like well, here at the end of the day, it's wrestling. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, you have Dragon Lee that's on SmackDown now. Yeah, nowhere, which is cool though. And Rey Mysterio yeah. gave him uh, his thumbs up. Right, he's there. wrestling tomorrow against Theory. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, everyone calls him Rey Mysterio Junior. or the next Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you got the blessing from Rey Mysterio, and uh, doing something right, yeah. And now, if you now now you wanna know how we can tell that Triple H is really back, Logan Paul is coming back quickly. <laughs> no, he really is. He loves Logan yeah, Paul because he dropped that uh, thing at the fight, which they told him to to do it. Yeah. Like it's so like, man the the way the worlds collide. Rey Mysterio, I'm coming for you. Okay. It's so crazy, man. Hulk Hogan. Hulk <laughs> Hogan. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Just look, look look that up on YouTube, anybody, if you really right. want to see that. I mean, I think Logan Paul. <laughs> the unedited version. I mean, he has such a. Uh, it's a crazy ceiling. You know I what I, I mean? Well, it's I was going to so say, like, not, I don't want to say cult following, but he has a following of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and don't get me wrong. He's very aerobatic in the ring. He, you know, he, he, he does some great spots, right? So he's going to be on SmackDown and Raw back to back. And then he's, hey, he has his eyes set on the United States title. It was only a matter of time before he won a title, I think. Yeah. And this is probably the best one for him to win. Mm-hmm. I thought that LA Knight was going to get it somewhere down the road because he got catapulted into relevancy really quickly and has been for a while. But he has his eyes and they have his eyes set on something different, which is probably, to me, the ultimate edging or the ultimate, <laughs> um, you know, he he has the pop he no i think i can say it to say this he has the pop of kind of what stone cold got in the attitude era who uh la night oh oh absolutely yeah i you know i listen to a bunch of other podcasts and one of them um they're so down on him because they just keep making comparisons to him like listen at the end of the day yeah do, do all wrestlers he takes a little bit from everybody and that's fine you take it you turn it into something else, and and you make it yours. Any wrestler, pat in the past, would love and and feel honored to to have that. Well, you know, to yeah, 
kind of be brought back up again and and uh you know it, 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 what did they say? So if you imitation is a form of flattery. Yeah. Whatever, so like, you know I mean? so let's just break it down real quick. Yeah, he's got the same cadences and and whatever. But guess what? Some of those fans don't know Stone Cold. No. We have to think about the you got, the, you the got, fan base here. You got twelve year old kids that weren't even that weren't even a thought to being born yet. That, yeah. Videos. Yeah. So I mean, like, but like someone like us, if we compare real quick. Stone Cold, more towards the end of part of his career, had the yeah chat. I mean the, um, the what the the what, and that was brought because of uh, had the Edge, what right? chant. Edge, yeah, Edge got that going. So LA Knight obviously has the yeah. So the catchphrase is there. The Rock, and it's had, funny because yeah, you know, yeah, I think is more. It's easier to it, say. It's easier to say. It's catchier because mm-hmm. it it fits in a lot of things that we do on a daily. So every time I hear somebody say. Well, yeah, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, and um, right, I'm stop. Period. Pause. Exclamation point. That right there is the reason. That's the whole thing. The nucleus. That nucleus is like I want to. When I hear that in regular, everyday conversation, my immediate response. If I'm halfway across the kitchen and somebody was like, "Yeah, I want to go." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that, you win. Yeah, you did your job, and you're over. You know what it is? That catchphrase is so popular that even on this podcast or even like if we're talking, you know, if one of us says, okay, yeah. And then we're like, oh, yeah. Every right. night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It's entertainment. Um, like it's, a, it, you know. But then what also that he does, he's he's pulling things from. I love that he comes out. It's in the, the Stone Cold and He comes and out rock. in the fucking butters, dude. He comes out in the Tims all the time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, um. And like, how great was last Friday with the glasses on and, and he's looking at Roman in it? Like, come on, dude. That, that, now there's that, a picture of one where it's, it's Rhea's ass. Yeah, I saw like, that. Hey, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, that's great cinematography right there. And yeah, um, and, and, yeah. it's not just that. So it's his aesthetic right there. It's the people who work in the back filming yeah. and getting those things. And those shit is so important and it gets so overlooked. And that's cinema that you, is quality you want that program whether it's raw or smackdown or nxt to be viewed like a movie with the camera shots and the angles and the reactions and the dialogue yeah right you yeah. you want that camera in the right spot you want it to mask the quote-unquote belief of that people are getting hit and at the same time you want to get the good camera angles to really visualize the emotion of what wrestling is correct um but like you know, back to what he does. He does the stomp in the corner like Stone Cold. He does the the he has the chant like Stone Cold did, just different word. He does the elbow drop similar to The Rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he gets the crowd like when he comes into the ring, he goes on the. He does he, an elbow from the second rope. Like, yeah, but like not even that. Like when he walks to the ring, he goes on the second rope and does. He puts his hands up in the air, does his little logo thing, kind of like what. The Rock and Stone Cold did. The Rock stuck his arm up, and Stone Cold did double the, arms. Yeah, he's got the double you know snakes. I mean? yeah. And then he goes to the other turnbuckle, goes up, and says, uh, "He goes with everybody saying L.A. Night," and everyone says, "Yeah." He's throwing punches, and people are saying, "Yeah," mm-hmm. similar to what Stone Cold did with what. So, like, the genetic makeup is there, but the real 
it Dude. doesn't bother me. Like it I doesn't listen to other people and it, it doesn't just bother me. Eats at them. I'm like like Kevin Nash. Like go with a, it. Kevin Nash just took, took shit up. Yeah, like he took a dump on his chest and just basically said, you know, I don't see the thing with L.A. Knight and I don't see this. You know, and L.A. Knight kind of gave it back. The he next did. Week. He did. You know, we're the business. I mean, I, I'm not in the business. Neither are you. But I feel like the business of wrestling is to make superstars and to make as much money as you can. You took Jade Cargo from AEW. You're going to turn into a fucking superstar. Cash cow. Yeah. She's got four to five legit matchups that can play out over a long period of time. Then you can't wait to see. Yeah. Like, look at LA Knight. You signed with WWE. You released him. He went to Eli Drake and fucking Impact. Right. He was in NWA. He was in Impact. You know, mm-hmm. and now he's back in NXT. He obviously had something in him, and Triple H saw something in him. He came up as a shitty persona. Then Triple H said, "All right, let's go back to what really got you at the LA Night." Mm-hmm. And this is it. You know what I mean? And it happened just overnight. It did happen overnight. His popularity changed. But I mean, like at this point, I think what the WWE does. I don't think they care what the wrestler looks like, or they don't care what you know. Are you marketable? Can Are you marketable? Can you make money with this Can you person? make money? Is the gimmick going to get over? Look at Mick Foley. Mick yeah. Foley used to yeah. wrestle in fucking blue sweatpants and a busted up yeah. white shirt and yep. was dirty as fuck and, and all flannel. this shit. And guess what? When he won the title from Stone Cold, I mean from The Rock, and Stone Cold came and hit, hit everybody in the head with chairs, and that was a huge pop. <laughs> yes. But like, he got over. Fucking him and Terry Funk were tag team champions. Yep. Like Cactus this, Jack I mean, I mean, like this is the attitude area, yeah, but like it, the days of you know what you look like, and okay, yeah, obviously sex appeal is there, or yeah, if you have the look, you know, but I mean, it's That'll all about never go it's away. all about marketability, man. It's all about marketability. Yeah. Can I you know put? What I mean? Can I make merch of you? I kind of feel like the you two know? things, and the two things that the WWE gets boners about is genetics or ancestry. Um, I mean, if you're family, you're, you got a, well, not a just half that. a foot in the door. Yeah, right? but like, but like, look, the bloodline. You got, you got the lineage back to all these wrestlers that previously wrestled. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need to explain. You know who it is. Yeah, but we like, don't have but you got like, in the episode yeah, but you got like, one, right? but look, you got now you got like something as small as Brian Pillman Jr. and Brian Pillman. And I you like Braun Breaker, and he had Rick Steiner. Right. You had and Scott Steiner. Right. You have all. You have even Von Wagner's father was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, I really he was like one it. of the Beverly Brothers. Huh. You know, um, so like I really like what they're doing with um, Brian Pillman. Brian oh. Pillman, yeah, coming in and the way they introduce, well, let's say both sides, and I thought that was definitely unique. In the mm-hmm. name, you can take it or leave it on the name. There's meaning behind both of those names. He's coming in. So, let it be. He's like, coming into NXT. Cook. And he, I think, is over the moon because he has the opportunity to be himself, I feel like. And they're uh, they're addressing, you know, hey, yeah, we all know who your dad is. Yeah, but I don't want to be known by that. That was the fact, problem in AEW. Dad, but, you know, like, I mean, yeah, he wasn't around blah blah blah, blah and fine. And he's taking on, you know, a persona of his real father and and whatever. So it's like, you know, the elephant in the room. Boom, they addressed it, and here's how we're gonna pivot from that, while keeping you know what you know. There, mm-hmm. we're not gonna dumb it down for you. So that's the problem. WWE in the past would dumb things down, and think that. 
you know, our fans from one brand to another don't know about each other, and it was just very weird. Mm-hmm. But of course, if you watch the product as much as they want you to watch the product, as much as we do, you know everything about them. Yeah. So you can't play dumb. You have to turn into the skid. You have to address everything and find a creative spin if you want to pivot away from that. They did that with uh, Pillman Jr., I think. And I really thought that was creative. Mm-hmm. I, I and think like, it's very fresh. And, like, the thing with Pillman is that, you know, when he was in AEW, if you listen to commentary on his match, he kept getting <laughs> compared to his father and his father and his father. He he washed that away in a two minute promo before he even wrestled his first match mm-hmm. next week. So I think what he wants to do is make a name for himself because he doesn't need to talk about his father. You're right. He doesn't need to talk about his father. No. Everyone knows who everybody he is. knows. Everybody knows about Brian Pillman. Everybody knows about what he did, who he was. That Bruce was Cannon. that was his dad's time. That was his dad's time. It's his time now. Yeah. And I think putting him in NXT is the perfect vehicle for him to do that. Your time um, is up. My time is up. It is. I mean, I think the big selling point of bringing him in is because of his last name. And, you know, that is an advantage to being a kid of a wrestler, you know, or genetics. Um, but, I mean, I'm really intrigued by him and Lexus King Jersey. <laughs> it was really funny, you know, because the promo he talked about, you know, I'm going to go on and, you know, live the legacy of who raised me, the last name King. King. And they put Jimmy the King from uh, Ready to Rumble (laughs) was his father. (laughs) Yes. and Dean, you want to wrestle? Yeah. But, I mean, like, what the WWE right now is they're on such a high, in my opinion. Like, I really don't think that fans really know how well they're doing right now. They're they're really hitting another gear. They're hitting a gear, and they're hitting that gear – but they're not making it obvious. Yeah. And that's what's making them special. Yeah, you did the merge, and everyone's like, oh, no, this is what's going to happen. Monday Night Raw is going to be Wednesday Night Wars or something. You know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, you know, the TV deals, that's something. That's, that's nothing that we can do about. I can't do anything with that. The fans can't do anything with that. The fans can help get somebody over. The fans can help tell storylines. The fans can help this and that. Of course, yeah, and you're going to feed out the fans. But, um, you know, they are on such a high right now. And I think part of it is because of what AEW is not doing right also. You know, the fact that you're going to Saudi and the fact that you're going to Australia and the fact that you're taking PLEs and putting them in different continents and the fact that, you know, you're hitting your stride with your programming, your live tour is still doing really well. You know what I mean? So it's like everything is... um, Everything is going good. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything is going good. So, I mean, I really can't... I really can't find... Uh, something that... That I can say and be like, Oh, well, you know, this can be okay. You know, or that can be okay. Probably the only thing I would say is... What what are, what do you think they're doing with, with Damian Priest? I don't know. Sometimes I kind of forget about it. Until they bring, like little subtle things out there. Well, the fact that he's walking around with the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, cause I, I'm kind of confused what they're doing with the tag titles and all that stuff too. So, uh, dude, I really don't know. Is, uh, he's on raw, right? Yeah. He's on raw. So I'm, hold on. 
I'm stumbling and trying to find the words it's because I'm trying to go play a scenario out of my head but I don't think they would really do that like what do they take the title off Seth at Crown Jewel and you know you have this whole thing going on where once again um god what's his name oh boy uh Cody no no Seth not, not Cody uh, Drew, Drew, he's talking mm-hmm. about you know, he keeps referencing you know, pandemic stuff, and it keeps coming up. And even Seth in his promo was like, "Dude, just over, <laughs> you know, let's move on." Mm-hmm. What if he wins, and then it's stolen right out from under him because there's the cash in, and then they go that way. Whatever. I mean, you Rollins can... decides to do. Of course, he's gonna throw himself back in for a month or two. Whatever. But like, could you go that way with it? You can have priest not Chances cash in at all. The first one to not use no. The I mean, you can have him not win. I'm sorry. Oh well, originally when we when we heard about him winning and then he finally did win, I know we did speak about that on the pod. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he might be one of those failed cash in guys. Yes, sort of thing. You know, the old Baron Corbin. But I, I, I really do think that would hurt. Do you have a guy who's in such a high-powered, um, high, high, high power, high-profile faction lose like that? Cash in to lose? I don't know. That that's a, that's a tough spot for for me to think about. Well, I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, is there a storyline behind that? I mean, right now the Judgment Day, you got four core members. Do you count JD as five? Maybe they just got the tag team titles back. All four established members are champions again. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, ironically, each like I mean, Cody and, and Usa were only champs for nine days. Yeah. And then Dominic was. I mean, Dominic didn't have the belt for Sunday, two days. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Saturday, I mean, like Sunday. I think what the WWE notices and what Triple H is doing as far as creative is we have to put this dominant faction to be more dominant with these title belts and that's what they're doing and mm. that's what that's fine because mm. last time I checked you're not going to see Rhea lose tomorrow you're not going to see Finn and Damian Priest lose tomorrow I mean I don't think that you're going to see Cody and Jay go against them again and especially yeah, no, I, I think that's come and gone oh yeah but you, but you know what's coming though you see it from a mile away because I see it DIY Exactly. <laughs> no, and you want to know how you started doing that when you move Co- when you when you break up Kevin and Sammy, you move Kevin to SmackDown, right? And you have Sammy on Raw now. And three weeks ago, you had Johnny Gargano come back, and now ironically, you have Cody and Jay go their separate ways, and now you have DIY back and probably almost better than ever to go up against yeah them, and to try to reestablish the tag team because they're they're kind of going through it with um gunther right now in in, in imperium so i think yeah Gargano's i mean gunther, yeah, against, gunther uh, just beat bronson reed so uh, i mean what's his name giovanni vinci on monday i so. think the, i think the hardest thing is going to be who's going to be gunther i think that's the question that mm-hmm. for me is probably the hardest question to answer like yeah i mean i mean i think do we get a <laughs> that cody's going to be gonna beat roman i mean if gun to my head if i had to pick one person to beat roman reigns right now it would be cody yeah um but again back to gunther 
I can't. I have no idea where this is going. Yeah. You trying to make him really dominant? Okay, he already is dom- dominant. You make him obviously more dominant when he wins the Royal Rumble in three months because he is my pick to win it. Yeah, I think he is going to win the Royal Rumble. We haven't had a heel win it. When was the last time a heel won a Royal Rumble? I don't remember. Uh, Randy. Went five years ago? Yeah, or Brock, depending on, right? Because Brock won, no? Yeah, but would you really consider him a heel? Well, that, that's where I was you going know with I mean? that. Yeah, that was, who that's won a, a tough who, spot. Who I mean, won it, an, uh, I, I think if you had to gun to your head, yeah, it, it's a Brock as a heel. Because yeah, last year it was answer. Cody, and then the year before that was Brock, mm-hmm. right? And then the year before that was who? Edge? Yes, because he inserted himself in that triple threat. Where Daniel Bryan inserted himself. He's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it? Edge came back and he won. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was there anybody in between Brock and Edge? Because that, Co- that was Thunderdome. Drew? Drew was before Edge. Yeah. No, I'm not, you know, we're yeah. trying to go back. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah like, because Thunderdome Rumble was Edge. <laughs> He won the Rumble in the Thunderdome, I remember. And that was the year that Bianca won. Mm-hmm. So Bianca beat Sasha at that Mania. And the next year she beat Becky at that Mania because Rhea won the title, right? I forget. Yeah. Because Rhea won the Rumble after Becky. No, after Bianca, I thought. Rhea didn't win, did she? Rhea won the Rumble, yeah. Oh, okay. She won the Rumble last year. Do I have to Google it? I was trying oh, not you, to like Google it. You know it, who it but... was? It was Rhea, and then before her was Ronda. Duh. And then before that was Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's where we were. Yeah. Because Ronda lost to Charlotte at that mania. That was when Brock. Did Brock win that Rumble? Fuck, dude. Yeah. Brock. No. Oh shit! Yeah, we're we're trying not to like Google it. To get I'm trying to. I'm, I'm not trying to do dead air either. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's think of the mania main events because we're gonna figure this out on the air. What's we don't the have point we're trying to make first and foremost? The point that we're trying to make is when was the last time a heel man okay. won the Royal Rumble? So last year, Cody won. Mm-hmm. Right. Cody lost to Roman in the main event. Right. The year before that, Brock won. Because that was because that was the greatest yeah. match of all time. Correct. So, but then didn't Brock win the title at that day one pay-per-view? Remember, he beat Big E? Yes. But, but then he lost it. And inserted himself into the, the Rumble. Because he lost to Bobby. Yeah. 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 Then he got it back. So there was Brock. And then before Brock... That mania, I think it it was Edge. Edge. And then who won before Edge? Drew? Yeah, because we're going back, in, now we're going back into COVID. Yeah. yeah, and then before Drew was... Before Drew, Edge came back in 2019. Yeah, but Edge, Edge came back at the Rumble that Drew won. But then Edge won the Rumble... The next year. Correct. Correct. So who won the Rumble before Drew? Seth? Oh. Remember Seth won it? He uh, won it in Arizona. 
I remember. Yeah, it had to be because remember he challenged uh, Brock for the title at this. Now we're going to the mania we went to, which is the which is the one that we're on, right? So then it was Seth. Yeah. So then before Seth, in the show, before Seth was Shinsuke. Yes, because it's New Orleans. Yeah. Yep. So Shinsuke and Oscar, and then before Shinsuke was, ooh. So so Shinsuke's uh eighteen, twenty eighteen. Yeah. So before Shinsuke was Randy, because Randy beat Bray. Yep. And Randy Orton was a heel at that time, wasn't he? Yeah. Not really. Uh. Yeah, heelish. Yeah. More. That, that's for debate. That's for debate. Or we can just be completely wrong, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like the, a heel hasn't won in a while. We're going back like seven, eight years, probably. Again, you know, considering where Brock was, I mean, Brock came in as a heel. Was Batista the last heel to win the Royal Rumble? As Blue Tista <laughs> back then? <laughs> I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, we're, it's, we're really trying. We're really trying to Google it. We're really trying to put our but heads like, together. But, like, honestly, here. like, there's no other guy in this roster right now that should win it over Gunther. Right. So I'm the, sorry. The other point he's trying to make is, is Gunther should No, I'm, I'm just it. saying right. because Gunther already elevated himself at that level. I'm not going to use the word mid-card, but a mid-belt. Um, mid-belt. You know, but... Yeah. Who's the right guy to beat Gunther? Mm, man. Because they haven't kind of touched on that yet. Who's the right... It's not Drew. That's that ship is sailed. It's not going to be Sheamus. That ship is way yeah. sailed. Who is the right guy? Is it really Chad Gable to come back and do it? No, he, that ship is sailed too. It's not. It's not Gargano. It's not Champa. Who are you going to establish? Anybody in NXT? Who? It's not Bobby. Anybody in NXT is actually. I never thought about that, but that's a little. That's a little there. too much. That's a little out there. You can't. You can't have Carmelo Hayes come up and no, beat no, Gunther. No, 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 no. That's why there's no one established right now. Yeah. The only other person would be if you decided to bring up Dragunov because he's done Mm. it before. Same. (laughs) If if L.A. Knight wasn't involved with Roman quietly, secretly, maybe him. Well, remember he's on the other show. Yeah, I mean, he's hot as hell right now. So, I mean. Sometimes stuff like that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't, you know. Uh, Ricochet tried it. Yeah. Bronson Reed tried it. I mean, Judgment Day, you know. You can't. Dominic, no. You can't do the heel on heel like that. Even though you just did with Bronson and Gunther. No, I'm not saying, oh, God, no, not Dominic. No. Um, I'm saying maybe this is where, you know, maybe, remember, they can use it to cash in wherever. It doesn't have to be that championship. But that's that would be seen as like a lesser thing for that group for them, in my eyes. Yes. Although it would, the aesthetic of all of them, including J.D. McDonough, would be like, you know what? You can't be a tag champion because you got to be an intercontinental champion. I'll take that tag championship and insert myself there. We'll kind of like free bird it. And uh, then all of them have a title. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think with the Judgment Day, I think having them have the tag belts... And then the money. In the, I mean, I think the money in the bank b- briefcase really is it considered a really well not. It's, it's a good aesthetic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
it's the aesthetic, but it's not really a title belt. But I feel like even though it's an aesthetic, and Rhea's the one calling the shot. I heard yes. funky rumors that she's going to take it and cash it in herself, whether you can do that or not, and just then be the men's champion. Which you know what? That's such a China. That's a China move. A total China move, and I'm not opposed to it because it's new. That's fresh. What Rhea cashing in and being a champion? Yeah, I, I mean, I, she wouldn't hold that for no. long. But I mean, you know, they don't want to go in that direction. But I mean, like, and then longer. and then yet again, you're wasting. Oh, yeah, no, okay. correct. That's really bad for me. You're not wasting it with Rhea, but like, say if JD McDonough did that, then you'd be totally wasting the money in the bank, and then that just gives more of the story of does it really bring it back Better into relevance? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, it lost. Some people think it lost its relevancy when Damian Sandow lost, and when Baron Corbin lost. Well, because you had and that when Brock streak. Braun Strowman lost, right? Yeah. The ticket to you know cashing in, pass and go, and getting your money. Uh, that ship has sailed when when those three four names already you know they lost that opportunity. Uh, yeah. But I mean, those are big guys too to lose it. Yeah. Which I think it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. So I mean, like, well, in, you know, in, in, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, for for us to say, I mean, for me to say, I mean, I'm not going to ask you your opinion because that's your opinion. But, um, I mean, I think right now, gun to my head, I think there's nobody else on the WWE roster more deserving of win the Royal Rumble than Gunther. I can't think of anybody at the moment. I mean, if I had a little bit of extra time, then maybe I could come up with something. But I can find. I mean, yeah, sure, with the right amount of time, we all can kind of find a person, but I don't think anybody's kind of made to be the one to break that streak and stuff. I really don't see it outside of somebody important. To to be honest with you, and, and they might not enter into a feud, the only other person I could see win that championship would be Jey Uso because yeah. he hasn't held gold on his own. You're right. That's the only person that I think makes sense. You're right. He could. And, God, yeah, you can enter Cody into that, too, but, like, just don't. Because then it just complicates so many things. And he's just going to be a a placeholder, and we all know that, as opposed to, like, oh, shit, this guy is going to be champion. Cody. So, so, yeah, my answer to this question, you have yours, right, or you don't? What? You don't have an answer for who could. Be, I don't. Mine probably would be Jay Uso. Mine would probably have to be Jay Uso. Like if I really had to pick somebody, that's a right legit. Now, that's a good, uh, good. Yeah. Like if I really had to pick someone right now, it's probably Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, yeah. Think about it. He he's very over. He's on the same show. He lost the opportunity. He lost his belt. But then, but then here's the thing, though. It's tough. What are you going to do? You're going to have him beat Gunther and then him face his brother at Mania for the Intercontinental title? I mean... I mean, it's it's not bad, but I mean, like, I think that match can be built with or without a title belt at this point. Yes, correct. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, or, or does Gunther continue to be champion and win the Rumble and walk into Mania as the IC title champion? I.E. aesthetics. I.E. Kind of like what Ultimate Warrior did. Hmm. Ultimate Warrior walked into WrestleMania six as the IC champion. He walked out as the World Heavyweight and IC champion. Then they held a tournament to determine the next champion, and that tournament was won by who? See if you know this answer. 
So uh, re- repeat the whole thing. So when Ultimate Warrior won in uh, WrestleMania six, he beat Hogan, right? Okay. He was the IC and World Heavyweight Champion. He gave up the IC title belt, right? He, I guess, he forfeited it. This is when they forfeited titles if he had more than one back in the day. And there was a tournament uh, that was held. You know what champion? You know who won the tournament to become the IC champion? And I'll give you bonus points if you can tell me what the finals match was because I know it. I mean, I want to. I want to give you a couple hints. I'll give you a couple hints. Fig- yeah. Figures are on the wall with him. Yeah, I figured. I mean, the only person I can think of is Macho Man. This is the Macho King here. No, because uh, this is six. This is six. This is six. And then he was also the IC champion at WrestleMania seven. The only, the only WrestleMania he was an IC champion for. Was it too early for Honky Tonk? No, we don't. This have is after Honky Tonk. Okay. Figures are on the wall. I don't know. Hold on. I'll give you 10 seconds. Uh, so Mr. we're at Mr. A, Perfect? Yes. So Mr. Perfect became champion. He was two-time IC champion. He beat uh, Texas Tornado. Well, he lost Texas. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. He won the title in a tournament. He beat Tito Santana in the finals to become IC champion. Okay. And then he lost at the Texas Tornado, but then he got it back from him. He lost at the Texas Tornado at SummerSlam 1991. Because um, WrestleMania six, Mr. Perfect got his first loss when he lost to Brutus the Barber. Because mm. he hit his head in the turnbuckle. And then he lost, well, his first televised loss. That was it. And he that was the reign of him being IC champion after that. Hmm. So... Um, Tom just unlocked a, a huge part of his brain he hasn't used in a while. <laughs> no, I did. Full of old 80s golden dude, me, Dude, I, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, me and my family used to go to Red Moon Pizza every Friday. So, like, we do this with Adriana. We go to Jersey Freeze every Friday. Yeah. She loves the grilled cheese. It's like her. And, like, as That's she, thing. As she thing. gets older, we will still go there. Yeah, and, like, know? me and me and Julia are starting to, like, have our daddy and me days on Friday. Where yeah. Like, tomorrow we're going to go to breakfast. And we've been going to breakfast where the last go? couple Fridays. I don't know. We try to kind of switch it up. I mean, we went to uh, Brownstone. She just loves her. How pancakes. was it? It was pretty good. You're a breakfast whore. I love breakfast. I was going to say. It's like, in my blood. I mean, No, like, no, no. Just, like, I'm just saying, like, you... You go to different spots, which is cool. Yeah. I'm so, like, a creature of habit that, like, uh, we just go to Sorrentino's. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? When I ask you, I'm like, I don't know why I ask. I'm I, a creature I of habit. Right, right. We go to the same, we go to four restaurants. We try, I, I guess it just depends on what's on the menu and what I want at the time. Do I want something salty or do I want something sweet? Yeah, I mean, we go to the same like, four Like, we've restaurants. been to Mom's and I, maybe we'll go to Mom's. I mean... It's actually a little apropos. So, um, a couple of days ago on the fifteenth, it was the ten-year anniversary of me mom's being open. So for me, it hit a little hard. That's I, a sensitive subject. Yeah, because it, it, it's something that I helped open. I on my phone. If I go back far enough, I have the first ticket that came in. I have the picture that I took in the parking lot while I was in tears of the outside facade at. It was four thirty-five in the morning. And I took snapped a picture of what it looked like at the time, and I was like, "All right, we're opening." You know, it's yeah. my thing. Um, when How long I, were you there for? Uh, nine months. I owned it for yeah. And then I got bought out. 
Yeah. Um, and I was at a place in, in my life where I really could have used the money, and it kind of helped launch other things that, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have today. Um, although maybe if I stayed there, some other things wouldn't happen. So I, I don't know. But the way life works is 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 crazy. But you know, so yeah, it was ten years ago that we started that place, and um. You know, I wish my old business partner luck, and I try to support them and go every a while. You know, every so often. How many of those restaurants are open now? Three. Just three of them? Yeah. Brick Wall and Middletown. Middletown oh, is number two, and Brick okay. is number three. Yeah. All right. So, so we slowly decided to. I mean, like we just ventured off wrestling, which is fine because you know who gives a fuck. Um, <laughs> what? So, so it's funny because we talk about creature of habit, and like you know, I go to the same four restaurants with me, the baby, and Christine. We go to Sorrentino's, mm-hmm. we go to Jersey Freeze. We've been hitting up Bubba Coos recently because I I have a lot of reward points. I've been getting five dollars off. Not a fan. I don't know what it is. Really? I'm not a fan. We get the same thing. We split. The the tacos we get three soft tacos we each get one and a half, and then you literally relating in the tramp the half of taco together like yeah. you put it in your mouth you no put it in no your it cut and it in you half. just bite it it cut it in half <laughs> because like what a visual yeah the 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 burrito is way too much for us because we get we get it's funny because we get the kids meal boneless wings. That come with chips. Your daughter's meal chips. is bigger than your. Uh, oh your no, 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 no! <laughs> but I mean, like right. they get like they get like eight little boneless wings, and we get we split some tacos, yeah, yeah. and it's just a, it's just a. I mean, if we're gonna go back in the heyday, Fat Tom, I used to get my own burrito. Like it was bad. Like when we when we would order barbecues together for the both of us, she would get a bowl. No, she would get nachos. I would get a burrito, and then we would either get wings, boneless, or like loaded tots, and then fried Oreos. Mm. Shit adds that's up after still, a while. Yeah, brother. that's still a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I'm just never hits. Uh, for me. It's the way I want it to. I'm a I'm a Chipotle whore. So, but the thing with Chipotle is they only have X, Y, and Z, and that's it. That's and a great that's business what, model. And that's what makes Bubba Coos different because they ventured out. They had the wad or whatever. They, they had the Chihuahua. They had the tostada right. salad. They had the burrito dilla. It's only a matter of time before they do a Crunchwrap Supreme, in my opinion. Think about it. Oh yeah, you know what they I mean. All the if you if you if, yeah, if you want to compare yourself to Chipotle, which you basically did from the, from the gate, yeah, you got to compare yourself to other places that are similar. And I'm not saying Taco Bell. I mean Taco Bell is way different than yeah, Barbecues, right. but I mean like concepts. You know, no, but no, I mean I like it. yeah, but like we're creatures of habit with that. Wrestling fans are creature of habit. Where seven fifty nine, I'm downstairs in my mom's basement. I'm in the couch in the corner. I just, ha- I just, you know, got off watching Liv Morgan videos. Now it's time to watch Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? Now it's time to see this. Now it's time to see that. We're creatures of habit when it comes to wrestling. We have short attention spans, and we're creatures of habit. Yes. So, I mean, like, the thing that the WWE is doing to prevent that from happening and people's attention spans and them having talking shit about WWE online is to come up with shorter storylines for certain people and then getting people into the rotation that's what Triple H is doing that's so different than I feel mm. like than what Vince did if it was Vince it was like Brock and Roman Roman and Brock back and forth back and forth right right Triple H kind of did that with the bloodline Tri- but, but Triple he, H is good but he for... installed new people into that yes yeah solo well first of all first of all it was Roman and, and Paul mm-hmm. then it was Jay. then it was Jay then it was Jimmy. 
Then it was Sammy. Then it was Solo. That's just the bloodline. Not to mention the 42 guys that went up against the bloodline when Roman was champion. <laughs> right. You know, so, I mean, yeah. what they're what you they're know, doing. Uh, you can see the difference in the eras. Uh, Vince liked to rinse and repeat. Oh, he did and, more than and, rinse and repeat. He, right, and Triple H is a product of threes. Yeah. You've got a three-peat for everything. He's so got Mc... something that goes. He he does things in, in, in three-month intervals. Yeah. Yeah, Vince, Vince, like. Vince McMahon's driving the 86 Cadillac. Or he's driving, he's the, driving eight, the 86 pink Mary Kay Cadillac. Yeah, right? he, yeah he's literally driving the, the beat-up Toyota Corolla from 1992 because it's, still, still, get, it's still getting him from yeah. point A to point B. And it started off with Hogan. I mean, this really dates back. I mean, like if... I, you know what? I should really try to be a WWF slash E historian. historian. Because if you look back at what when Vince created Hulkamania in '85, that recipe lasted all the way. I mean, WrestleMania eight eight years later, that, Hogan was getting movie deals, and that was the separation. That recipe has low key gone on for each let's call it generation, each era, each, each, each generation generational era. Right. Like if you break down. And I'm just, and, and if you go strip everything to like the bones and the well, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just break down forty, right? Forty WrestleManias. Let's just think about that way. You break down, and they they break it down into eras, which is fine. The Golden Era, the New Generation Era, the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, you know, the TV PG slash Benoit Era, which is what one is. Well, That's wild one. Um. But I mean, like everybody has the pros and cons, and we did an episode about the eras, like back, back, back of the catalog about which era was the greatest and all these things. But you know, he's been using that rinse and repeat for the past. I'm not gonna, I'll say 39 years because he's not doing creative anymore. But you know, that's been the thing. He invests in like that one person to get you where you need to be. Hey, Hulk Hogan and let's, Bret Hart, yeah, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold, John Cena. Hey, let's let's put it this way. He made billions of dollars, was able to sell the company on that same business model, for the most part, mm-hmm. with couple evolutions mixed in there and and growing it in different ways for the times. I mean, hey, can't knock him. That that's for damn sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, like if we're comparing, well, yeah, um, Triple H and him, right? Triple H's recipe is not focusing at all on one person. No, he's still trying to find his groove, I think, yeah. personally. And I think and I think his time in NXT did that. Yeah. Because he it, it was he, a great... de- he developed so many stars in NXT. And I think this will be a great segue and something to end on depending on where time we're at. Yeah, it's it's a good coming uh, a full circle moment cuz we started about how AEW has had its uh Downfall, downfall, tragedy, and and not learning from whatever. So go finish your point on like Triple H learning from the NXT model and yeah. being able to do these things. He's taking the NXT model and bringing it up to the, to the to, to the big leagues. Yeah, right. NXT model was what establish what I have, mm-hmm. create stars for the future. Right. Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I'll include Aleister Black, Andrade, Drew McIntyre. All these champions, Samoa Joe, everybody that I just mentioned had or is having a great career in the WWE. Yeah. 
you know, in the case of Black, Andrade, and Samoa Joe, that's out of Triple H's hands. Right. But if you look at all those names, Shinsuke, with the exception of Shinsuke, every other name has been a world champion on the next level. Mm-hmm. So he's Shinsuke's doing something Shinsuke's right. having a revolution right now. He is. For himself. I mean, like, yeah, okay, yeah. So Shinsuke dropped a couple times to Seth Rollins. No big fucking deal. He had a great match with Ricochet the other night. See that spot that Ricochet did? Hell yeah. Shooting Star Press from the balcony? Great, great camera angles of, of, of that from mm-hmm. many, you know, different people. Too and, many fake um, security guards going, no, no, no. Right, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it took a little bit for him to get set up for that. Well, he had to. He's standing on a bar. He had to yeah. use a fan to help, help to him. To help him up. Um, no, but, I mean, I think I think what's going on is good. I think that the fact that we came back to you this week with knowing that Triple H is back into that creative chair really led this discussion about what the future of the WWE is and opening up the fact of what the future of AEW is is just the complete polar opposite of the wrestling climate that is today um yeah so I mean uh great episode this is a good one good to be back yeah uh back and better than ever uh remember you can follow us on facebook and instagram at sunset foot radio go back in the past catalog like i did the other day and just listen to some some really good episodes even though the (laughs) even though it's tough because wrestling podcast it's not like we're talking about something different wrestling podcast over time events happen you know you watch the pay-per-view but you know if you want to hear some funny stories and everything just you know go back in the past catalog and uh, follow us on social media. You can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Next week we'll be back. Uh, maybe next week. If not next week or the week after, we'll determine that. But, um, you know, we'll probably be on, well, right now we're on the road to Survivor Series. You know, will Jade Cargill debut sometime soon? Will yeah, we, we actually see? might have to, we might have to come back to you next week and then the following week, like the week of Halloween, skip a week because. I have the Rangers game on that Thursday where we normally record. And I got well, yeah, I have trunk or treat on the 26th, yeah, and it's, and it's so. the Bills game. So we'll figure it we'll out, figure though. It out. Yeah, but uh, just get here. I mean, you know, for the 160. 160- if you subscribe to us, you know when the, it pops oh, up. Oh, good one. Good one, Alex. Plug in the subscribe button. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Smash if, the like button. Smash the like button. Leave, leave us a comment. How about that? Comment. We have a couple comments on Apple Podcasts. And give us a rating. That'd be oh, pretty cool. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I want to read those. Well, no, they're not bad. Okay. I mean, for the 165th time, though, I am your million-dollar father, Mr. Thomas Lisi, always sitting in the small-ass studio, the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drain. Uh, do you notice that Brutus the Barber Briefcake is stuck on the land? Is stuck on the? Uh... Yeah, Christine got him stuck about two, three months ago. Oh my at this god, point. he's been he's, hanging out. He's for a while. he's behind the five Akeems I have over there. Um, <laughs> Akeem is uh, keeping him up. Akeem right. squared, or cubed. Cubed. Um, yeah, so once again, we're Sons of Fabrity. We're out for tonight. As always, peace, love, and wrestling. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeet.